streets from the battle. He presented to Melchizedek, his priest, tight of what he won from the kidnappers. Are we okay? Now, what I want you to understand is that Melchizedek presented wine and bread, communion, to Abraham. He did not demand for the tithe. The priest, the man of God, Melchizedek, did not demand for the tithe. However, Abraham gave the tithe out of faith because he had acknowledged that his victory was as a result of the existence or the hand of God in battle. So he came to give tithe as a sign of thanksgiving, as a sign of acknowledgement that his victory is from God. Are we okay? Abraham did not give tithe because it is accustomed by law or, or it is demanded by the man of God that he gives tithe, but because of faith. Which Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, the verse 2, is that the people received the word of God, but it profited them not because they did not mix it with faith. And again, I keep teaching that you can receive the word of God, you can be the first person in church, and yet you will close from service and you will receive nothing. Simply because when the word of God came, you did not receive it in faith. Are we okay? So then, you can equally empty your bank account. You can sow all the seeds you want to sow. You can pay tight since you were born till now, and you still remain poor. Why? Because you did not pay the tithe out of faith. I've seen people pay tithe out of fear. They pay tithe out of fear because scripture says in the book of Malachi chapter 3, the verse 8, the verse 12, that they that do not pay their tithe, they wrong God, they are robbers, they are thieves, and that they have been what accursed. And because people don't want to be accursed or don't want to be cursed, they pay tithe not because they want to be blessed, but because they feel they don't want to be cursed. And if you are paying tithe because you don't want to be cursed, it is because you are paying tithe out of guilt, out of not being condemned, out of fear. As a result of that, it doesn't work. So there are many people who pay tithe, it doesn't work for them. Not because tithe on its own is wrong, or tithe on its own is bad. No, it is the mentality of you paying tithe. So if you begin to pay tithe as a form of ritual, as it is something that you do every month, you will profit nothing. You can even empty your old account eh, and bring it and I'll pour the whole oil in this world. The most powerful oil in this world with nice fragrance on you and pray for you. Nothing will happen. Why? Because you did not mix what you are giving to the man of God in faith. You gave because you don't want to be cursed. No, that shouldn't be the mentality. Abraham did not give because he doesn't want to be cursed. He gave as a sign of thanksgiving. He gave as a sign of acknowledging that what he had was as a result of God. So if you are going to be giving anything, even if it is offering, it is important that you don't give offering as, okay, I'm putting this amount of money down for Sunday. Sunday, if I go to church, I'm giving this money. So it becomes a ritual. So you give offering on Sundays and it is a ritual and you receive nothing. And someone else can give offering on Sunday and it's a fulfillment of covenant and God blesses him. I have a particular amount of money I pay every Sunday. Why? Because every year I make a covenant with God about my offering. And by the time I leave service or I, I descend from the pulpit, I receive my miracles too. There is no cause to deceive or to lie. So I give offering as a, as a form of fulfilling covenant. So you give, you give offering as a form of ritual. So you take your pocket any amount of money that comes as you give. Somebody check your pocket and the amount of money that is inside is too huge, so you want to look for change or not. 
Some people don't plan for even time. They don't even do the right calculation for their times. If you okay, this month eh, you don't give my bed. This month let me give one twenty. This month let me give out. It must be well planned, well thought of. Don't just take any money and come and give us fights. No, don't just take any money and come and give us fights. Okay, this month, oh, I'm not giving tithes. Okay, you, I'll give tithes, I'll give this amount as tithes. No! 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 You must give tithes as a sign of faith. Tell someone you must give tithes as a sign of faith. Of faith. Hallelujah. It's important that we give tithes as a sign of faith. Now, if you read, um, Scriptures, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 3. Mother, can you read it from Hebrews 7, verse 3? It talks about how that there is no record of Melchizedek having a father or a mother. Alright, Hebrews 7, verse 3. Hebrews 7, verse 3. Yes, please. Without records of father or mother or ancestral. Without records of father or mother or ancestors or ancestral lineage. Uh huh. Neither with beginnings of day, nor Neither of with beginning of day or end. No one knew the beginning of Melchizedek. No one knew when he was born. And no one knew even when his life ended. Mm-hmm. But reassembling the Son of God, he continues to be a priest without interruption. So Melchizedek resembled the Son of God. He resembled Jesus. The birth of Melchizedek resembles Jesus Christ. Are we here? And they are saying, according to Bible, that Melchizedek, there was, listen, it says that there was no record. Please, listen carefully. It did not say he doesn't have mother or father. It said that there was no record of the fact that he had mother and father. No ancestors. There was no record. But when you read the second Enoch, chapter 1, the verse 71 it talks about the mother and father of Melchizedek are we okay Melchizedek is the brother of Noah or should I say no, no Melchizedek rather ne, the father of Melchizedek is the brother of Noah ne, N-I-R is the brother of Noah ne, the father ne is the father of Melchizedek and he is the brother of Noah. Are we okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm not okay. But let me, come on, go on. Second Enoch chapter 1, verse 71. Please listen to the birth of Melchizedek. And why scripture says, Bible says that he, his father and mother was not recorded that he had one. No ancestors. This is the reason why it was not recorded that he had father and mother. So people see this and they conclude that Melchizedek is, is Jesus. No, he is a symbolic of Jesus Christ. He is symbolic to Isaac, but that doesn't mean he is Jesus. No. Okay, how did how did it happen? Please listen. Second Enoch seventy one. Alright. Behold, the wife of man, whose name was Sopatio, and never having any time giving birth to a child by name, okay. and Sopatio was in the time of her old age. So please listen. Sopani is the wife of Nair. Sopani had grown 
old like Sarah and she wasn't conceiving. She hadn't conceived. She hadn't given birth. Right? In, in her old age, she was concerned about that. Just like Abraham and Sarah, where Sarah was in her old age and she wasn't conceiving. Alright. And Superman was in her old age. Okay. And in the day of her death, she conceived in her womb. But Ner the priest had not slept with her. So listen. Um Ner, who is the father of Melchizedek, but not biological father of Melchizedek. Just like Joseph is the father of Jesus, but not the biological father of Jesus. So scripture said, and then Sobanim conceived, but Sobanim conceived, but not Juneh. Neh did not have sexual intercourse with Sobanim for Sobanim to conceive. So when Neh met Sobanim and Sobanim is pregnant, Neh is confused. Like how Joseph was confused. Until the angel appeared unto Joseph and said, I accept the pregnancy for it is for God. So this same thing happened here about Melchizedek's birth. Alright. Mm-hmm. Okay. From the day that the Lord had appointed him to conduct the legion in the front of the face of the people. And when Superman was saw her pregnant, okay. she was ashamed and embarrassed. Okay. And she hid her face during all the days until she gave birth so, and not. Listen, when Sopani was pregnant, she hid herself. She hid her face. Why? Because she was ashamed that she was pregnant, but not from his, her husband. Her husband did not have intimacy with her before she got pregnant. So she got pregnant through the spirit, and yet she was ashamed of herself. But her husband could not impregnate her. And because of that, was she hid herself until the end of her age. So if she hid herself, who would know the mother of Melchizedek if the person was pregnant and hid herself? So there was no record that he had a father or mother because the mother hid herself. No one knew. No one knew until time of death. From the pregnancy time to the death time. Just like uh, Mary. Mary was ashamed. She said, how can this be? What should I say to people? And then she began to talk. And then she went to Joseph. Joseph took her was taking you. Why? Come on. And then God caused Joseph to cover the shame of Mary. Just like it. Alright, man of God, read it. And not one of the people knew about it. So not one of the people knew. No one knew about the mother of Melchizedek. No one knew. So scripture is normal there was no record. But you see, no one can come on earth without being born of a woman. You may not be born of a man, but you must be born of a woman. That is the legal way of a human being coming on earth. Other spirits can come on earth and have a human form. Angels can take up a human form when they come on earth. But they are not humans. Please listen. Angels, if I am an angel, okay, I can come in a human form. Like I am speaking to you, I'm my dear angel. And I'm speaking to you in a human form. But it doesn't mean I am a human. But no human can come on earth without being born of a woman. According to the principle of God, every human that comes on earth must come through birth of woman. And so that is how come aside Adam and Eve, the next people that came from them came through birth. Are we okay? Even the giants came through birth. Alright, man of God. Uh-huh. And when 282 days had been completed, okay. and the day of birth had begun to approach, and Ned remembered his wife and called her to himself in his house. So 
forgotten about her wife. And then remember that the day of her delivery is approaching. And then Nair went to call for the woman. And what happened? So that he might confess with her. And somebody came to Nair, her husband, and behold, she was pregnant. And the day appointed for giving birth was drawing near. And Nair saw her. And he became and he became very ashamed. And he said, her husband became ashamed, just like Joseph also ran away. Until the angel came forth. Okay. And he said to her, What is this that you have done, O oh, wife? And why have you disgraced me in front of the face of these people? And now depart from me and go where you where you become the disgrace of your womb. So that I might not defile my heart on account of you mm-hmm. and sit in front of the face of the Lord. So Mary is telling Sopanin to leave the house, to separate herself from him, that he will not hit her, that through his him hitting her, she dies. Or through his words, Sopanin goes to die. So he should, she just leave there. So women also, when there is anger and the man says, Leave me and all that, please tell someone leave there. Uh-huh. When you have argument and all that, it is important that you separate yourself from your person that you have. And you, even if it's a friend, separate yourself a bit. Don't get too close. It is important. Tell someone it's important. Okay, please move on. And Supernatural spoke to me, the husband, saying, Oh my Lord, behold, it is the time of my old age, and the day of my death has arrived. I do not understand how my monopost and my barrenness of my womb have been reserved. And Nair did not believe his wife. So her menopause and her barrenness have been what? Reserved. Last week's preaching. Listen, her menopause and her barrenness has been reserved. Who gave me permission for it to be reserved? Who reserved her barrenness? Who reserved the barrenness of so many? You know how some of you are reserving problems. This one I'll deal with it tomorrow. <laughs> this one, okay, if we start it here, I'll do it. Okay, move on, my brother. And Ned did not believe his wife. Mm-hmm. And for the second time, he said to her, Depart from me, or else I might assault you mm-hmm. and commit a sin in front of the face of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it came to pass when they had spoken to his wife. That Sopanin fell down at Nair's feet and died. Nair was extremely distressed. When Nair spoke, Sopanin fell down in her pregnancy and she died. When Nair spoke, Sopanin carrying Melchizedek. Melchizedek was in the womb of the mother and the mother fell down and died. But what did Melchizedek do? Nair was extremely distressed. Mm-hmm. And he said in his heart, it was his fault. Could this have happened because of my words? Since by word and thought a person can sit in, in front of the face of the Lord. So by words and also in thoughts, a person can sin in the face of the Lord. So he felt that by his words, so many died. And by so doing, he has sinned against God. Please listen. By words and by thoughts, we can sin against God. We don't only sin against God by our action, but by words and thoughts. Those of you who like to say stupid, fuck, damn, which has become a normal language now. By words 
and thoughts will sin against God. So those things that have become normal as a result of foreign culture, we are sinning against God without even knowing. All right, now God. Now may God have mercy upon me. Have mercy. I know in truth in my heart that my hand was not upon her. And so I even said, though no. his hand was not upon her, his words were upon her. Mm. Hmm? Her hand, his hands wasn't upon so many, but his words was upon so many. Okay, let's move on. Gradually, we'll get there. But the angel of the Lord, I say, Glory to you, O Lord, because no one among mankind knows about this deed which the Lord has done. And Neh hurried, and he shut the door of his house, and he went to Noah, his brother. Okay, so Noah is the brother of what? Of Neh, the father of Melchizedek. When he read the wife had died, he shut the door and ran to his brother, that brother. This is what has happened to my wife. But I want to cut it short in a bit. When he went, then he spoke to Noah. Even before the flood happened. This is before the flood happened. This is before the flood of Noah. Alright, so so then <laughs> he went to his brother Noah to tell brother, tell him my wife is dead. She's even pregnant. Alright. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to Neh and said, No, it is not your fault that your wife died. It's not okay, let's let's for for their sake. And he reported to him everything that had happened. Connection with his wife. Do you have a brother you can confide in? Do you have someone you can talk to? And even when you tell them you wasn't you, you kill the person who will report you. And Noah hurried. And he came with Ned, his brother. He came into Ned's house because of the death of Superman. And they discussed between themselves how her womb was at the time of giving birth. And Noah said to Ned, Don't let yourself be sorry. Nay, my brother, for the Lord today has covered up our standard in that nobody from the people knows this. Okay, so remember, the death of Sobani, no one knows it. And no one knew that Sobani was even pregnant with Melchizedek. All they saw was the existence of Melchizedek. And no one knew her mother, no one even knew the father. And this is what they would do to even conceive the father of even Melchizedek. Mm-hmm. Now let us go quickly and let us bury her secretly, and the Lord will cover up the standard of our shame. Okay, so they bury her secretly. All right. And they placed Sobani on the bed, uh-huh. and they wrapped her around with black garments. And now the Muslims wrap their dead. Okay. And shut her in the house, prepared for burial. They dug a grave in secret. And a child came out of the dead Superman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he sat on the bed at her side. Oh, Melchizedek. No, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> and Melchizedek so was in the womb of Superman. Mm. The priest, Melchizedek. The mother was pregnant with him, and the mother had died. And they were wrapping the mother, and then suddenly the child came out. And when the child came out, the child did not just come out, the child sat by the side of the mother. Mm. <laughs> just like Noah, when Noah was born, the first albino, when he was born, and then the, the father ran to the ends of the earth to call for Noah to uh, Enoch to inquire about what has happened to the son. Why is he different in color than every other person? This one was the way Melchizedek was born. 
He sat by the edge of the manor. Mm. <laughs> and then everyone also got scared. <laughs> My goodness. Alright. And a came out from the dead super. And he sat on the bed at the side. Mm-hmm. And Noah and Ned came in to bury Superman. And they saw the child sitting beside the dead Superman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how old was the child for the child to be able to sit? The child wasn't lying down, the child was sitting. Mm-hmm. It takes some time for a baby to sit. Okay. <laughs> and Noah and Ned were very terrified with great fear. They were terrified with fear. Because the child was fully developed physically, <laughs> like a three-year-old, <laughs> and he's <laughs> Imagine you, imagine you. You, your wife is pregnant, your wife delivers, mm. and suddenly the child has developed like a three-year-old sitting down by the mother. What will you do? Mm. <laughs> what will you do? <laughs> the fathers got scared. <laughs> they got scared. And then they concealed this thing. And when the guy, when the guy was born, he was in what in a priest clothing, in a priest garment. He grew to three years. The moment he was born, he grew to three years, and he was in a priest garment. And when they saw it, they hid him from the public. So let me just ask you a lot of time. They did not know where he came from. All of a sudden, he Melchizedek had come wearing a priest. So that is why scripture is telling the Bible is saying that Hebrews 7:3. that there was no record of the mother and father of Melchizedek. Not because there was not. There was, but there was no record. All this information was hidden. Unlike Jesus' own that was being prophesied before it even happened, that we all know. But his own was hidden. Melchizedek's own was hidden. So Melchizedek is then symbolic to Jesus Christ or symbolic to Isaac, who was then being sacrificed by Abraham, his father. Just like Jesus Christ was, was being sacrificed by his father, his only begotten son, who he loved. Do you understand this? So then we say Melchizedek is symbolic to Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ being our high priest, Melchizedek also was the priest of the time and the king of the time. And then Abraham came to Melchizedek to present his life to this man. That no one had a record of his mother or father. They just need him to have appeared. They just need him to have what? Have appeared. Like some people, they say, um, or some country, I've forgotten, um, some people can give bread and they will put it at a particular place. There's a wall that the man has created and there's a bunker where you can put your child there and the man takes care of your kid for you. So imagine such a one. I come and put my kid there. There is no record of my mother, there is no record of my father. You will say that <laughs> maybe I'm from God. Just something similar to, to that. No record of mother, no record of father. And then we begin to concord things that okay, this is your father, this is your father. Because on earth you must have mother. If you are feeling from you must have mother. But Melchizedek's own was not so. So then Abraham went in, in faith to give that. He gave a tithe. So, and again, if you read Hebrews 9, verse 16 to 17, Hebrews chapter 9, the verse 16 to 17, that for there to be a testament of effect, there must first be the death of the testator. So for a will to be potent, if I have my will and I have my children or I have people I have written well down for, the will will only be potent or will be of effect when I die. So long as I live, my will is not of effect. 
If I am alive, my will is not of effect. So if I die, then my will becomes effective. Now listen to this. Uh, Moses was the one that brought the law onto man. He brought the law onto the people of old, right? So if he brought the law, if he brought the will, then the will is going to be of effect. If Moses dies, do we agree? Or do we agree? The law can only be of effect. The will or the testament can only be effective when Moses dies. Okay, if we should say, so we can say the old testament starts from when Moses died. And then the will, the testament that he brought became effective. Okay, if you don't also agree with that, then you want to say, God is the one that gave the will to Moses to be given. And scripture said, for a will to be effective, or even, even now, natural principles, for a will to be effective, the, the state that the person who wrote the will must first die. And if God is the one who gave the will to Moses, God doesn't die. So is, the way, is, the way, is that will effective? But there's nothing like the law of Moses. If it is God that gave it, it's not of any essence. Because God never dies if it is God that gives it. But according to principle, the, the person who gave him must die first for it to be potent. Then that law is also not potent. But are you getting it? So what I'm just trying to say is that even before the Moses even went for the law, even before Moses went for the testament from God, that Abraham had already given that before Moses went. Are we okay? Abraham had already given the tithe to Melchizedek before Moses was even born. <laughs> so, tithe, the argument about tithe is not Old Testament or New Testament. The argument about tithe is about faith or fear. It's not about did they give it the Old Testament, was the tithe given in the New Testament? No, no, that's not the argument. Tithe is neither a New Testament law, neither is it Old Testament law. Tithe is not a law of, of, of Old Testament. It's a law of faith. If there's anything by law, tithe is of faith. Tithe is simply given because of faith, not by law. There is no law that we should give tithe. We give tithe because of faith. We don't give tithe because it is Old Testament. And we don't give tithe because it is New Testament. And now that we are in New Testament, so we stop giving tithe because it's older. No, it is not even Old Testament. The Old Testament started when Moses died. And, and the, the tithe was even given before Moses came. Now, Kisadek is from the lineage of Seth. Seth is the third one of Adam and Eve. After Cain and Abel, they gave birth to Seth. Enoch is from the lineage of Seth. Seth, Methuselah. Hmm? Genealogy. So, a lot of people read scripture. When you get to, this, this is the genealogy of this, and then you skip it. And this one they get this, this one they get this, this one they get this, and you skip it. No, read it. It helps you to understand a lot of things. It helps you to understand a lot of things. Read it because, and this one they got this, this one they got that, then the name will become plain. Somebody the names you can't even mention, you can't pronounce. But it's important that you take time to read it. It will help you a lot. It will help you. And scripture also, you see, in our days we have something like nephew, niece. Um, cousin and what have you. In those days, they, if you are my cousin, I call you brother. Mm. Alright? If you are my cousin, I'll call you sister. Yeah. That's it. That's the general term. So sometimes someone can be called someone's brother. Doesn't mean they are biological brother or biological sister. It just means cousin. Mm. So we have to then go to the Greek to be able to find out if it was cousin, brother, biological, or nephew, what have you. Are we okay? So then we get to understand from this that 
Please understand this. Tithe, we don't give time because it's Old Testament or, or New Testament law. It is we give tithe simply because of faith. Are we okay? Then also, after giving tithe simply because of faith, what did Jesus Christ say about that? Okay, so if you are tithe, the first time it was given was in the book of Genesis. But when Jesus Christ came, did he say about tithe? Are we supposed to give tithe? Are we supposed to pay tithe? Or the man of God are trying to take our money? Or the church is chopping our money? Are we supposed to pay tithe? What did Jesus say? Matthew 23, 23. Matthew 23, Woe to you, stripes and Pharisees, pretenders, hypocrites, for you give a tenth of your men and draw and company, and have neglected and omitted the weightier, more important matters of the law, right, and justice and mercy and fidelity. These are ought particularly to have done. Without neglecting the others. Alright, so he says, first of all, he says that woe to you hypocrites. Who are what? Number one, scribes. Number two, Pharisees. The scribes are you people. The learned, I thought you get out time. Scribes, disciples, they are the writers, they are the learned people of the book. Scribes. And then he talks about the Pharisees. The Pharisees are the rabbis, the people who teach, who are indoctrinated. So we're talking about the church members and the pastors. You hypocrites. You have neglected the weightier matter. This is what Jesus Christ said about that. So you have neglected the weightier matters. And have concerned yourself about tithe and you pay tithe accordingly. But you have neglected the weightier matters. And then he begins to list the weightier matters of what? Justice, mercy, and of fidelity or of faith. And our version says, that fidelity there means faith. You, know, you have neglected faith, you have neglected justice, you have neglected mercy, and you are concerning yourself on tithe and offering. Also, people are concerned about when they go to churches, ten ways to be successful. How many ways to be a good entrepreneur? And we are in church. Prosperity, Tuesday, the one. All these things are not bad. But Christ is saying that there are other weightier matters. There are things that are more important than tithe and offering. Mm. Jesus is more concerned about our faith, about our love, about our hope, about our mercy, about our justice, than he is concerned about our money. Are we okay? God is more concerned about our salvation than he is concerned about our money. So he says, you have neglected the weightier matters. You have neglected the essential. There are matters, but there are one of them are of more priority than others. And he says you have neglected the more the ones that are more priority, prioritized, as opposed to more prioritized. So Christ says you've neglected your fidelity, your faith. If you pay tithes, even if you pay your hundred, if you pay tithes hundred percent every month, and you've not received Jesus as your Lord and personal savior, you have no faith in God. When Christ comes or rapture takes place, you will not make it to heaven. Even though you are a good tighter. pay do things for church. Do so many things for church. If you've not received him as a lot of personal savior, working in his covenant or working in his commandment, when rapture takes place, you still remain on earth, even though you were the you know the topmost uh, tight payer. So this is the reason why Jesus is saying that there are more weightier matters. 
He's describing the matter of faith as higher than faith, as higher than faith. He said the matter of justice, the matter of love, the matter of mercy is more higher than tithe. It's more higher than offering. So when you come to church, God is not more concerned about how much you give. He's more concerned about your faith. How much faith do you have? How much love do you have within you? How much mercy do you show other people? How much justice do you deal with situation? Or you deal with situation with much corruption and bribery? There are much weightier matters. So Jesus is not condemning that. He's not against that. I say, in, ter- in terms of hierarchy, in terms of priority, that comes below faith. It comes below mercy. It comes below justice. It comes after love. Are we okay? So Jesus never debunked that. He never debunked that. He was just saying, in terms of priority. In terms of priority. There was a time where uh, a daughter of mine came to give me her tithe. Even before that, she had spoken to me as well. I know this person was not going doing well financially. And she brought me the tithe, she brought it to Pastor Divine. And I too said, ah, who brought this tithe? I was like, oh, she was here about that stuff. I was like, call her for me. When I called her, I explained to her and I gave back her tithe to her. And I said, it is wickedness for me to know you are not doing well financially and still take your tithe. I gave it back to her. But I made sure I explained to her scripturally. So she doesn't think that I have rejected her seed. Some of you, if I don't think you think I have rejected it. No. Sometimes I know what I'm doing. Sometimes I have rejected it. But I wasn't rejecting her seed. I knew her situation. Yes, I know when she sows into my life, she will reap more. But I know what I was doing. I took it first. I accepted the seed first. And then I also sowed the seed into her own life. I didn't reject it. I accepted it. And then I sowed it back. Because they are weightier matters. They are weightier matters than money. We are not, we are not being issued because of money. No, no, no. So we, we, we can't be extorting money from people. That's why we will not be saying emotions things for you to come and sow That's why we will not profess because we want to sow seed. No, no, no. We will profess when God says, not when we demand. So we should have not seen anything. There's one particular person who usually calls me after every uh, midnight cry. And she goes like, oh, Bishop, you never know what you're about. And then when you know what you're about, you see anything about me. Every time you finish the midnight cry on Friday, and then suddenly she calls, or she texts. So you didn't see anything about me. You have received your miracle, and what you're supposed to do is to keep your miracle. You want 20 prophecies. What do you do? And you get a prophecy and you cannot even keep the miracle. The one you have, the miracle you got through prophecy. You are not able to keep it even through prayer, but you want more prophecy. That's how we are. Okay, what's your matters? Now, fast forward. How then do we pay our tithe? What is the medium of payment of tithe? If I sell back, can I, can I give my back as tithe? If I'm a welder, can I give the, the metals and the machines as my tithe? If I sell like imperial wearers. <laughs> Can I give my panties and my underwears to my own uncle? This is my guide. <laughs> if I sell cake, can I be giving my cake to my own uncle? That this is my guide. If I sell hair, can I give? If I sell watch, 
if I'm a, if I'm a fashionista, can I sell, can I give my, my clothes or my garment to my man of God, a man of God, this is my tithe? What do you think? Oh, please, what do you think? What do you, what do you think? Okay, so if, if let's assume here she's selling ladies stuff, so she comes and she gives me parties and bra, that I'm sure this is my tithe. <laughs> so I go wear, I go wear the It's not for me. That is supposed to give the man of God a priest. So she will sell it to the man. Is that what you think? It's dicey. Okay. In the olden days. When Abraham first gave tithe, he didn't give tithe in money. He gave tithe out of farm produce. What the, the cattle, the sheep, and the farm produce, he, he went to take from the kidnappers who took his nephew Lot. He gave that tithe of it. He didn't give money. So I'm supposed to give tithe in money, or I'm supposed to give tithe in farm produce? Let me just quickly answer. In those days, the system of trade was better. Butter trade. So if you if I have sugar and I want um, cow meat, we'll have to wait on the scale. And then we I exchange the sugar for the cow because if you need sugar, you take the sugar, I take the cow meat. That was the system of trade. And at that time the, the peak level of trade there is farming, like occupation was farmers. A lot of people were into farming. So then we had a lot of people coming in to give produce, farm produce as tight. As things began to change. Now we are not having a system of butter. There's a little butter trade system going on still, but the, the system of trade now is currency. Currency. So then, if you are given tithes now by the system of trade, you can give per currency, per money. Then again, it is not wrong also that if you are a farmer, you can give farm produce as tithes. It is not wrong also if you are an estate developer, you can give houses as tithes. I know people um, that this company, um, Rehoboth Estates, they give tithes to this particular, I don't want to mention, as tithes. Listen, one day I was there and they called um, one of our bishops and they gave him a house, and that house was um, part of the 10 houses this Rehoboth Estates man gave to the church as his tithes. They want to give the, the, the 10 houses as tight to this particular church. I am coming from, so I won't mention him, but you know where I'm coming from. So, where I'm coming from, this real good estate man who is a member of the church gave 10 houses as 10% of his as 10% of uh, the houses as tight real estate. So, he didn't convert it into money, but he still gave house. When will you get that level of giving a house as a tight? So, if you're into transportation, Cars, rental, you can equally give a cast or car as tight. But there are some things that you can never give as tight. <laughs> Definitely. So imagine if a prostitute feels like okay, she needs to be paying tight, which many of them pay tight. So we then go spend one of the amount of God uh, this week or this month, about 100 people will do the thing. So today we ain't go go this time of house. <laughs> No, no, they can't pay that as tight, you understand? So they are basically saying things that we cannot pay as tight. 
you we, we have to be <laughs> we, we have to be um, reasonable or wise to know the kind of things we give as tight. Are we okay? You don't give farm produce, you don't give stars, but to give certain things, no. It is more acceptable. Are we okay? We have to be wise in giving our time in terms of what we give. What we give is key. So, then again, the fashion designers can equally give tight. You are showing. Clothing, but give tight. They can give it as money. We sell orange. You can give orange as tight. But it is much more wise to give it in a currency form. But again, if it's given in the other form, it's not for the man of God to reject. And again, time is not supposed to be demanded by the man of God. Remember, the first time it was being given, the first the law of first mention, anytime in scripture, when you see a word, you check the first time it was mentioned to understand what it means now. So the law of first mention, the first time tithe was being mentioned, it was Abraham giving it. Melchizedek did not demand for it. Melchizedek did not demand for the tithe. So it is not up to me to be demanding for a tithe. You can't pay tithe. Can't pay a tithe. This this must not pay tithe. Can't pay tithe. No, it's not right for me to do so. I might probably do a joke to some certain people, but it is not right for me to or for anyone of God to be demanding tithe. The members are supposed to be taught and give tithe in understanding of faith. Are we okay? Are we okay? It's not right for anyone to be demanding tithe from you. Now, Isaac did not demand tithe. He gave fellowship, he gave communion before Abraham gave. Now, if we give tithe then, or why are we supposed to give tithe? Or when we give tithe, what happens? Malachi 3, verse 8 to 12, then we close. Malachi chapter 3. Verse 8 to 12. Mm -hmm. Oh, let me read it for you. Malachi 3, verse 8 to 12. Verse 8. Shall people cheat God? Yet he have cheated me. Mm -hmm. But he asks, What do you mean? Okay. When did we ever cheat him? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings. So if I call you thieves right now, you, I would say, Bishop, why are you calling me a thief? I have not stolen anything. I have not. But you, you've stolen no. You did not steal from me. You stole from God. Scripture calls us thieves. How many of you are thieves here? Be sincere to yourself. How many of you are thieves here? Oh, come on. Be sincere. See a line right now. <laughs> See a line. See, Pastor right, Peter, can you read it again from the start? Should people cheat God? Should you cheat God? Yet you have cheated. Yet you have cheated him. But you ask, what do you mean? You ask when I ask him, yeah, I'm sure how many teach. How many of you are teach here? We <laughs> 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 are talking about teeth in this category, in this understanding, or in this context, alright? So we are saying that you have stolen from God, not from the man of God. The man of God knows nothing if you pay that or nothing. No, he doesn't lose anything. No man of God loses anything if you don't pay tithe. Except they have made that as a source of income. But no, they're not supposed to be a source of income. Right? Far from that. Far from that. 
So we are not bothered. So if you don't pay your tithes, scripture does not say you have stolen from the man of God. It says you have stolen from what? God. And God says, if I be your father, where is my honor? So tithe also counts as a form of honor to God. Okay? And when we don't give tithe, how many times have you stolen from God? This year, I don't know how many times. Count the number of months you have. And count the number of times you have stolen. If you are supposed to degrade that, if you miss five months, you are a super thief or an armed robber. Then right now, some of you are already holding guns on God. They are stealing from God a lot. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, move on, God. Let us not. Okay. You are under a curse. Hmm? For your whole nation has been cheating me. So the reason why we are not giving tithes is because we are under a curse. And our whole nation has been cheating. We've been cheating God. We've been stealing from God. Why? Because we don't give tithes. And the reason why we don't give is because we are cursed. Are you cursed? Are you cursed? Oh, church. Are we cursed? <laughs> but we don't give our tithes. We don't want to accept that you are cursed, right? We don't give your tithes. This is what we say. This is what scripture is saying. In this context, in this context, again, in this context. Okay, I'm going to go on. The best thing. Mm-hmm. Break all the tithes into the storehouse. So why is God saying we should break tithes? Why is God saying we should pay tithes? Why does God want us to pay tithes every month? Like this month has ended. Today is the 1st October. If I should say, okay, bring the tithes and offerings, we are all supposed to stand up and give tithes every month. But when we call for tithes, some of us are already, we, we, we will not even stand up today. We will not even stand up today. And some of us feel we are not working, some of us feel um, maybe the work is not going on well. But I may be a, who not do this? Who not can see this? You end. So even if it is 10 cities you made in a month, give the one city. It's, so, you see, it's not about how much the tithe is, but it's about how faithful you are to pay the tithe. How faithful. How faithful. So even if it is 10 cities you made the month, still pay the tithe of one city. I used to pay tithe to one city, two cities. Now I've changed level by God's grace. Yeah. I, yeah, one of the I used to pay tithe of one city, two cities. I asked my for he tell you. I used to go to him and say, oh my God, I have my tithe. I put it in an envelope, you know. <laughs> I want to see you in an envelope, but I'm going to give it to the If you feel there's some money, open it. It's something else. But if you had rejected those tithes right now, what would you be taking right now? Because when you take it right now, there'd be too much. In quotes. But you see, if you had rejected the ones in two cities, or even if I haven't been faithful in giving my tithes then, how can I grow to this particular level of wealth by God's grace? It's my faithfulness that has brought me this far. You understand? It's your faithfulness that will lift you to another level. Scripture tells it. So if you're not faithful in the level you are in, how will God lead you to another level? Um, I think at the beginning of the year, or the first time, the Lord said we should bring this amount of money as our, uh, as our offering or as our seed. And we didn't take offering. And then the Lord said that that amount of money we give will be the, le- the least amount of money we will give whoever gives to God. And you know what I did? I changed a lot of money to dollars and then I gave. When some of you were giving CDs, 2021, we were giving dollars. And God has been faithful, I tell you. God has been faithful. God has been faithful. God has been faithful. So you, if that was the least amount of money you ever give to God, how much money have you given to God this year? 
forgetting offering and pay every Sunday. I'm talking about in one service. How much have you given to God just in one service? Without feeling it. Hmm? How much have you given to God this year that without you feeling it? When we talk about seed, we must pay this, we must give the seed in faith. We must give it in faith, not as a sign of ritual or being under the euphoria. I don't know. In faith. It's important. Oh God, let's go on. Bring all the talented into the storehouse. Okay. So there will be enough food in my temple. So God says, bring the title, there will be enough food in my house. So he goes ahead and they that preaches of the gospel must eat of the gospel. Scripture says, they that preach the gospel must eat of the gospel. So break into the, the storehouse that what? There may be food enough in the house. When God called me, he told me, work for me and I'll pay you. And God is seriously paying me, I tell you. And he's seriously paying me. I didn't understand when he says so, but when I church scripture, he's inside. Work for me and I'll pay you. And he pays me. God pays me himself. Like even before the month, some of you take salary. Never take salary. Okay. He takes, he takes salary. I don't, I, don't know how, I don't know how my own is. I think my own is grace paid. <laughs> mm? There should be something like grace paid. But I don't take salary. My own is grace paid. My money doesn't come at the end of the month. My money comes every time. Like why not? Why can't I end service? Oh, God will make someone do some miracle. I only come at any time. I, I see. So I, I I don't do monthly stuff like some of you do. No, no, no. I, I don't depend on my boss. No, no, no. Like earthly boss. No, I, I God like He has taught me out any time. Why? Because I'm being faithful in everything I do. So in faithfulness, He uplifts me every time. Sometimes I can be very disturbed. <laughs> I can be very disturbed. But in my disturbance or in my distress, I still remain faithful. Oh boy, the next day I laugh. I enjoy. Mm. And when it, when it happens like that, then things you want to eat. For some weeks now, I can see my tummy growing. <laughs> no one has to tell me that I can see. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. At first, they should tell my tongue was coming big now. I wasn't seeing it. I think people were just exaggerating, but now you have to find somebody to see it. My God, faithfulness. And tomorrow also, through faithfulness, the Lord is going to uplift me again. So, what about you? This is beyond financial breakthrough. This is beyond financial. Like I'm talking about ministry wise also. Like, in terms of gifting, in terms of teaching, I've seen a lot of changes by God's grace. Why? Because I'm, I'm being faithful in the little God gives me. And I pay tithe even in prayer. And we pay tithe even in prayer. We pay tithe even in prayer. Some of you think we only pay tithe in money? Come on. Some, take one month, one day out of a month and pray for a man of God. As a form of your prayer tithe. Aside the money you give, aside the process, whatever you give, take a day out of a month or a day out of a week. Pray for a man of God. Pray for the church as your tithe, your prayer tithe. It's important. Your prayer tithe. These companies also pay tithe. Um, they do, they call it corporate social responsibility. So every month or every year, they take some money out of the budget and they budget to help their community. 
It's a form of tithes. Just that they've changed the name to come social responsibility. And it goes to the business. Any company who, who company who shows or um, doesn't pay them the accurate amount of money, well, they're not moving like they're Alice. Check. Why do you think Vodafone are doing this? Vodafone is a life change or something. The MT also comes to take it and all that. They're doing, why do you think they're doing those things? And it's moving their business. So in a particular season, you realize that everything has taken over. As you say, oh, Vodafone is coming. Now, why is LTT going coming down small? They're not paying more corporate social responsibility. They're not paying more tithes. So you check it, just wait. Where the companies? Where the companies? You see how even that strike pays tight. Okay, so we're talking about, okay, we're talking about that, okay. Let's talk about Europe. Max Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos. Do they pay tight? Yes, they pay tight. They pay tight, as I said. They might not call it tight, but they pay tight. They help. They, 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 they are responsible for scholarship boards. They pay for people, scholarship. Every year, they have a whole budget for pay, payment of scholarship. Every year, they have a whole budget for helping the needy, the less privileged community. They have something, something, scholarship, Mandela scholarship, Commonwealth scholarship. They have a lot of scholarships. They are paying, they are their form of paying tight. Just that they don't say it's tight, but it is tight. And that is what is making them grow, making them better. You can never be rich by prayer. I won't lie to you. You can never be rich by prayer. Prayer has never made anyone rich before. If so, then a Christian must be the richest person. And yet the richest person on earth is not a Christian. A Christian is not the richest person. Why? Because they think riches are about tight. No. It won't shock me if a Muslim becomes the richest. Because we have a level of giving. So I know some people who are even rich who don't even want to be um, um, cassetted by this um, false news. There are people who are even rich and tell themselves about those people. They are rich. But they're just energy. See how the Islamic countries plant wealth and they give money. And yet the Christian feels to hoard enough money is to make more wealth. The last time there was a daughter of mine that the Lord said, ah, this lady, something must come to her. My lady is holding her tight. She's not paying her tight because she wants to save. So she felt that to save more is to give, to accumulate more money. And that's what it is. We get more by giving more. Tell someone we get more. We get more. By giving more. By giving more. Yeah. The more you give, the more you get. By some, see, the enemy makes us feel the more we give, the more we are losing. Remember, he that gives uh, is less blessed than the one who receives. Or he that gives is more blessed than the one who receives. Remember that scripture I talked about the other time. The one who gives is more blessed than the one who receives. All right, let's go with this man of God. If you do, save the heavens and So now, what's the big time? Why do you think that this is what God will do? I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will open the windows of heaven. So there's, there's a kind of. He didn't say I will open the doors of heaven for you, but I will open the windows. Please understand. There's a door to heaven. However, when it comes to tax payment, the doors are not open, it is the windows that are open. And when the windows are open, there are things that are being thrown out of the windows. For what? What are being thrown out of the windows? I will pour out a blessing so great. So through the window, I will pour out what? A blessing so great. What? What? A blessing. What? A blessing. What? A blessing. Remember, it is and I will bless you or pour out blessings. I will pour out a blessing. A blessing. A blessing. And blessings. 
blessing simply means an ability to do. So anytime you pay your tithe, God gives you an ability to do. An ability to do what? Either he gives you a new idea to expand your business, to grow your business, an ability for people to be attracted to you, an ability for you to be able to handle money well, an ability to do that will expand you, that will bring more money. When God, when you give your time, God doesn't bring money from heaven. No, he gives you an ability that brings the money. So anytime you give your tithe, look forward for the ability. Don't look forward for the money. Look forward for the ability. When you look forward for the ability, you build up the ability, the money comes. Sometimes the moment we pay our tithe, we want there and there, we want to see money. No. The first point of call is to see the blessing, the blessing, the money, and the, the, the ability. When we pay our tithe, the first point we should be looking out for is the ability. The ability to make wealth. The ability. The ability. And I'll pour out what? A blessing. And blessing simply means an ability to do. When we pay tithe, it gives us an ability. However, when the ability is being poured out and we are not prepared, something else takes over. It is said that he that calls um, forth for rain should be prepared to deal with the man. Some of us want the blessing, but we don't want to go through the things that will make the blessing come. You want rain, but don't want to. Then tell the flowers. Tell <laughs> <laughs> uh, the flowers, I don't go too much. But if you don't tell the flowers, don't complain about the match when the rain comes. So put everything in place when you're asking for rain. When you're asking for blessing, put everything in place. Lastly, a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take in. You will not have enough room. Try it. Put me to the test. He says, You will not have enough room. Can we please understand it? God said, When you pay your tithes, you will not have enough room to contain an ability to do. The ability to do, you will not have enough room to contain it. Then he goes ahead to say, Try it. Put me to test. Imagine God telling you to try him. Put him to test. So every month, God wants you to try him. Like submission. <laughs> God. Try him. How many of us are going to be willing to begin to try God from now onwards? How many of us will begin to put God to test? Oh, your hands are down. Don't just lift your hand because you want to lift your hands. Make 